Hello world, and welcome to a series of unfortunate sequels, where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is John. And I'm Rebecca. And today, we're going to be talking about the highest rated movie in the Prophecy franchise. Which is the first one. Prophecy? The, Just the, the, the <laughs> Prophecy. <laughs> We were browsing through HBO films and saw that there were five of these. And then we saw that Christopher Walken was on the cover of three of them and that Vigo Mortensen is also in it. And we'd never heard of this. Yeah, so we figured, I mean, where can you go wrong? Clearly got a <laughs> lot of sequels that had to be good. Christopher Walken is not just in the first one. He's like, you know, like you mentioned, in the first three. So the first one had to be good enough for him to come back. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> this was the most misset my expectations have ever been. I It actually was exactly what I expected. There was like this period in the 90s where kind of strange fantasy movies like this were being made and they all kind of had that same vibe like there was from hell with johnny depp i don't know if you remember that movie mm. there was a reign of fire which we did talk about a little bit when the movie first started playing god what i would give for a reign of fire <laughs> instead of a prophecy <laughs> why isn't reign of fire is that a franchise no damn it we'll just watch it one day and be like this is the highest and the lowest rated <laughs> Uh, do you have the year and the rating? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out in 1995, and it has a 6.5 stars on IMDb. Uh, low for a highest rated, but too high of a rating. Way too fucking high. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to kick this off, and I apologize in advance. I took a bunch of notes <laughs> as we were going through the movie. The movie is kind of intentionally... Um, vague about a lot of things. They withhold a lot of information until kind of the very end for no apparent reason. And then in the end, you just get like this huge info dump. Um, so a bunch of my notes just have like question marks at the end of them. And like, I guess so. <laughs> I think they were kind of trying to tell us what was going on, but we were talking during the movie a lot because a friend of ours is over. And also it just couldn't hold my attention. We, I had subtitles on too, and I was reading the subtitles, the subtitles and even very... with those, like, I got nothing. Yeah. They weren't great subtitles either. Did you notice that? They kept like coming in really late and they were mm. super accurate. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so this movie starts out with a voiceover where we're basically told about the war between heaven and hell. And that's that. <laughs> and then we flash to Casey Jones becoming a priest. He, he comes on screen and John's like, huh, that dude looks like Casey Jones. And then he goes, is that Casey Jones? <laughs> Turns out it is Casey Jones. <laughs> I couldn't see anything but Casey Jones, too. Especially because he talks like him the whole movie, he too. He does. He's got that New York accent. He's a cop, which, I mean, Casey Jones isn't a cop, but he's kind of trying to be one. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I did I did write down his actual character name, which is Thomas. Uh, so God, I forgot. And they say it so much. It was like they the David of Legion, you know? Uh, David. 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 <laughs> so we spend a lot of time at his becoming a priest ceremony coronation is prop no not coronation actually it might be coronation i don't know whatever a, the priest ceremony is your dad's a deacon i know that's <laughs> why i think it might be coronation that sounds right to me even I, though i know that's typically like a royalty thing <laughs> i liked the becoming a priest ceremony yeah the becoming a priest <laughs> ceremony we spend a lot of time there right as it's tom's turn 
he just kind of collapses on the ground and has what seems to be some sort of vision of some something, <laughs> some some war type thing. It's uh, never greatly explained either. Never greatly explained. Whatever it is, we find out shortly after that it shook his faith to the core and he lost the he lost his faith and decided not to become a priest. He's going to do the thing that everyone does when they don't become a priest. He's going to become a cop. <laughs> it made no sense to me, honestly. He kind of had a quote like, most people lose their faith because they're not talked to enough, but I lost my faith because I was talked to too much or shown too much. That doesn't make any fucking sense, Thomas. Yeah, I'm not. It, that doesn't mean you lost your faith. Maybe your your faith is like, you feel like it's misplaced or not with the right person. I don't know. It. I didn't like the wording of it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, Anywho. So he becomes a cop. He's immediately visited by what we think is an angel. We honestly <laughs> don't fucking know at this point. The only way that we could tell angels in this movie is because they perch on chairs like birds. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. They'll just like sit on the edge of anything with like their knees tucked up to their chests and just like Swap. hunched over like a bird. Like, yeah, it's so weird. It's genuinely hilarious. It's unfortunately not the weirdest thing about them, but it no. is very off-putting. <laughs> uh, this angel does not have a whole lot to say. He, and in fact, I couldn't remember a single important plot point mm-hmm. from this entire conversation. I that, actually forgot that this happened. Yeah, that's another thing about this movie. It has a lot of scenes that are like, you know, less than 30 seconds long um, that don't like this just seemed like they could have been cut they don't really (laughs) contribute anything but i was never sure what was going to come back and be important so i wrote everything down and man i should have just written nothing (laughs) and then we would constantly get to a scene where it felt like they had cut a bunch of stuff before it and we were really confused but then we had to constantly sit through these less than minute long scenes where absolutely nothing happened yeah it was very weird yeah so this the scene abruptly kind of cuts to this angel's apartment where he's in now and we see another thing that turns out to be an angel (laughs) kind of watching him from the street now this angel has very small dark sunglasses on so small which i don't know if there are lots of things that do this but basically as soon as i saw those sunglasses i was like this dude has no eyes or he has something (laughs) or he has like mouths in his eyes (laughs) Like, he has mouths for eyes. Yeah, because they, they they looked exactly like the sunglasses from like the Sandman character that has mouths for eyes. And oh. I feel like any time I've seen a character that has sunglasses this small, it's to cover that he has no eyes. And sure enough, this angel has no eyes. <laughs> uh, it attacks the other angel. The other angel lives on like the third story or something. He just so kind of jumps through the window. It's so funny. It was the weirdest fuck. He jumps through the window to attack. The other angel kind of senses that he's coming right before he attacks. <laughs> so he jumps also at his own window. To meet him. To meet him. And they just collide midair. Mm-hmm. Just their bodies slapping against each other. <laughs> Seems like there would have been a more effective defense if you knew that he was coming. But hey, he went with the jumping into his body. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they fight for a little bit. Uh, one of them gets scratched up real good. And then uh, the fight ends when the angel that we already met uh, stabs Sunglass Angel through the throat by essentially Just you know, the glass. Pu- yeah. yeah, pushing his 
neck down on the broken glass in the window. Mm-hmm. Then he throws him out the window, and a car hits him. Um, <laughs> when I say a car hits him, I feel like maybe you might be envisioning like a busy street. There are lots of cars, so a car hits him and then immediately hits its brakes and he rolls off the hood. You know what that looks like, right? No, this is like an alleyway that he got pushed down into and a car was going full speed and doesn't hit the brakes at all. (laughs) He just keeps gunning that gas at a dead end and just hits a wall (laughs) uh, with him kind of pinned in front of the car. Was someone driving that car that we know? There, I, I literally was like, oh, okay. There was some sort of accomplice in the car, but like... It is never, we don't see anyone in the car. It's never addressed again. (laughs) It was wild. Uh, This was my favorite scene in the movie. It's a shame that it happened so Uh... early because it was definitely the best part. It was so wild. Uh, Now, Tom gets called into this investigation because a book that he has written apparently was found in the angel's room. I forgot about this. This felt like three movies ago. That I know. Scene. This Jesus. was this was the longest short movie slog. ever. I really don't know what impact that book. No. That book never had any impact later on the movie either. So I don't. An, another thing that they just kind of threw in there. They just needed to get him over there, I guess, and decide to go to Arizona. Hmm. Meanwhile, the angel who lived in the house where that all took place, we see him go into a church, and there's a corpse in a coffin, and he just kind of walks right up to the corpse and pops its little mouth open to a very uncomfortable <laughs> noise, and then gives him a big open mouth kiss for a little while. And The subtitles let us know that he was inhaling, which we couldn't guess. Which was helpful to know, because mm-hmm. it would have been doubly uncomfortable if we didn't know that he was just <laughs> inhaling. Uh, we assumed that he did some sort of soul sucking or something like that. It turned out that we were right, but mm-hmm. we had to make that assumption. Go ahead. I'm just going to like cross off yeah, all of these fucking notes that didn't <laughs> end up paying off. So after he's done sucking up the soul, he goes to a school. Um, <laughs> Why? I guess it seems like a small school. There's a bunch of rooms that aren't being used in this school. They're just kind of like stacked up chairs and shit. So he hides out in one of them and just kind of falls asleep. Yeah, we're in like a very small town at this point. Um, And I don't know if it's the school is on a reservation or near a reservation. So a lot of native kids go to the school. Yeah. And we flash to the autopsy of the eyeless alien. (laughs) And... The person performing the autopsy says not only does he not have eyes, he never had eyes. Mm. He doesn't have any of the things that would lead me to believe there were ever any eyes there. Also, the chemical makeup of his blood work is the same as an aborted fetus. It's a weird... Yeah. I I thought maybe they'd explain that a bit further on in the movie, no. too. That That never panned out. No, but angels are made up of the same things as fetuses. I guess. Sure. He's got a mystery scar on his neck. We find out later that it's a, a symbol of, um, I guess, what type of angel he is, or maybe the actual name name of an angel. I couldn't remember if Uziel was the the type or the actual name, but this is Uziel, no idea. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and they also find a really old Bible on him. Now, luckily, 
Tom, you may remember, he almost became a priest. And <laughs> you may also remember, he wrote a book about <laughs> almost becoming a priest or he's, religion or whatever. He's so read the Bible. He's read the Bible a few times. So he looks through this and he's like, the hell is this? There's an extra chapter here that doesn't exist in the real Bible. It's lucky he flipped to that so fast, but mm -hmm. he found it immediately. It's so frustrating. A, a few things. One, I was so bothered that he was touching this with his bare hands because it is like a very, very old looking book. And uh, and old old books are very delicate and you would not just grab them with your hands. Also, it's evidence found on a corpse. Why would... Anyway. But also the Bible has been translated at this point so many times that there's probably a lot in there that's not in the Bible he's aware of. So, Okay. I feel like the person who made this, not as Catholic as they made the movie. Well, luckily for us, <laughs> the movie doesn't linger on any of these scenes for no. very long. So no. we immediately cut to Christopher Walken kicking a motherfucking door down. <laughs> we were pumped. <laughs> Finally, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken making an appearance. He goes. He also goes to the apartment where the angel fight happened. Busts the door down, looks around a little bit, sniffs. Yeah, there's a lot of sniffing. God, there's a lot of sniffing yeah. in this movie. <laughs> it's just horrible every time it happens. Yeah, it was like the vampires in A Discovery of Witches. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, he sniffs the air and then finds some angel blood and gives it a little lick or two because that's, oh what, that's what Christopher Walken do. <laughs> Uh, that's all that happens. Yeah, he comes that's the in, whole scene. he pushes the door down, he sniffs, and then bends down and licks the table. End scene. I don't know what he found. I don't know what he tasted in the blood. <laughs> Something perked his attention. And it led him exactly where he needed to go. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the girls from the school, her name is Mary, finds the angel, the you know original angel, sleeping on the floor of the school, and he's just... The creepiest, dude. Just the creepiest. He's all like, oh, yeah. don't tell anyone that you saw me here. It'll be our little secret. And so she's like, mm, okay. And then leaves. This uh, was like grossly unnecessary. All of the scenes that come up between them are. They could have just been done in a better way. I get they're trying to make like he's... I don't know, because I don't even think he's the bad guy in this movie. Yeah, they, they'd make him out as the good guy later. I was so confused. So confused. But I really didn't need, like, the predator undertones that I got from it. it it's like, she's an actual child. Yeah, not the cool predator, just to be clear. Yeah, no, like a human person yeah. who preys on children. Just the worst. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, now we find out that Christopher Walken's Gabriel. So, yes. hey, I, I know that name. I, I know I, that angel. If you grew up Catholic, I know that name. <laughs> We've watched Supernatural. We know Gabriel. Supernatural. <laughs> uh, he is hanging around someone that we don't really know, but we find out quickly is someone who killed themselves. Uh, but right, right before getting to any sort of afterlife, Gabriel came in and brought him back and was like, you work for me now and I won't let you die until you do what I say. Yeah, this aspect of it I actually found kind of interesting because he also has to do it with a person later. And I, I did find that I, there aren't a lot of like unique and interesting ideas in here, but I did like the idea of that an angel could stop a soul right as it's leaving a body and push it back, kind of, mm. and then they are dedicated to them in some way. That yeah. was interesting. It's some kind of thrall who like 
they're not loyal to them in any way. They they don't want to help them. They don't want to be there. They really just want to die. But it seems like they cannot kill themselves again mm-hmm. to make it happen. Like they need to die of other causes or they need to let Gabriel let them die. So they're just kind of stuck doing what he says. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the police, <laughs> Thomas translated part of the secret chapter of the Bible. <laughs> the director's cut of the, the dr- Bible. <laughs> extended edition. It talks about... A, a... All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase as much as I can mm-hmm, here because mm-hmm. I was very confused. It talks about a dark being eating dark souls and being a warrior, but being a human and not an angel. Now, I have a lot of questions after having finished the movie about what the hell all of this meant because it very much seemed that Gabriel was trying to eat the dark soul to become a warrior, which I don't know whether that would have made him a human or whether he couldn't even eat the soul because he was not a human. I was ve- I don't understand what this whole thing was. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I th- now having seen the whole movie, Maybe they're talking about that the dark soul would be a human soul, but aren't humans the only ones with souls? Yeah, because it's established the angels don't have them. But basically what's happening is these angels are fighting over the darkest soul on Earth. Yes. Uh, which is the guy who I just did, this colonel and the, the ginger <laughs> angel. We haven't called him the ginger angel yet. The, the His one, name's the Simon. First one. Simon. Okay, we should probably, he's kind of important. Simon, that first angel we saw who's creeping on the children. Uh, he's the one who has it now. But I don't know what his plan is with it. I think he's just trying to keep it from Gabriel, who's trying to use it to make another hell. Yeah. It doesn't really make much sense. <sighs> A lot of convoluted plans here on all sides. Uh, yeah. So Gabriel goes to find um, the body of kind of the sunglass angel in the morgue, <laughs> and he sets it on fire to... You know, I guess just destroy any of it. And he takes all the evidence so that they can't mm-hmm. use it, I guess. This is when our friend Sarah noticed that the autopsy scars on him, because they did an autopsy, were not professional looking at all. And it was really funny. Like, I can't believe I didn't notice it at first. But it de- they're like jagged as hell. Like these weird Frankenstein type scars. Yeah. Like, I mean, they would kind of look Frankenstein-esque when you sew them up. But like... It looked like someone did it on the side of the road. Like, it wasn't, like, a professionally done three-cut system of an autopsy. They just, clearly, they just wanted it to look cooler. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, at the school, the teacher has found Simon. And Mary's kind of sitting on Simon's lap. They're kind of hanging out. And the teacher (sighs) is understandably like, uh, hey, Mary, uh, you should go. Uh, hey, dude, the fuck? She didn't even act like that. She acted very like, you shouldn't be here. Remember, Sarah was like, I get the feeling that they know each other. Because it almost seemed like she was, she knew who he was and that he was kind of there maybe to see her. And she, like, they had just broken up and she didn't want him there. But no, he was a stranger. But she was just like, you know, you shouldn't be in here. I think they kind of explained it that she thought that he was homeless, that there's a lot of homeless people in this small town. And sometimes they seek refuge because a lot of the school is abandoned. But... If I saw, like, one of my kids as a teacher sitting on his lap, police immediately. Yeah. Like, no, he's praying around the children. He's not like he's just seeking refuge. It's not like he was talking to her far away. 
She was sitting on his lap, this strange man. Yeah. And anyway, he's like, uh, you can you can go, teacher. So she goes. I don't know if he was using angel powers. The angel powers are really um, deus ex machina, kind of like whenever the writer needed them to work, they worked. Yeah. They could just basically touch someone and they fall asleep. Or they or have like... to fight them in a really bad fist fight. Yeah, it wasn't super consistent one scene to the next. Yeah, I'm so frustrated. But I was really angry that she was so blasé about this, like, man, like, preying on one of her children. Like, come on. Yeah, it was it was awkward. And then as soon as she leaves, Mary comes back mm-hmm. and is like, I hid. And he's like, oh, you're so clever. And at this mm-hmm. point, everyone in the room was like, oh, God, please just let this scene not go where it really seems like it's gonna go yeah uh and he's like come on over here no closer i have a secret to tell you and then what he does is like he spits the soul into her so it's you know she's got the soul in it but like on screen what happens is that this little girl also gets one of those like full like open mouth like type uh real real uncomfortable fucking <laughs> yes it's it's not like a kiss it's reminiscent more of like mouth to mouth um which you know is a life-saving thing but they're usually unconscious and what's just so bothersome is that this is an actual little girl this actress who had a grown man put his mouth on her mouth and probably had to do it Several 20 times. times at least something like that uh so i'm just so angry about all this it was unnecessary you can have the soul passing with just their mouths closed like the, the mentors in harry potter or some shit yeah and even if you don't have the money for those effects which clearly you don't like they you did know, effect similar effects later, yeah so like that's you bullshit, can but you can fucking make it work <laughs> just like make it some bad creepy sounds as he is very close to her breathing or something like that but not actually put his mouth on hers yeah there was a lot of intentionally like intentional chosen camera angles so that like mm-hmm. you see the entire thing like you didn't have to choose those angles Just yeah any other angle yeah. any other angle any other angle any other decision <sighs> whoever fucking did this you're a piece of shit that's honestly it the director is a huge giant piece of shit that's <laughs> no no way around it anyway meanwhile the movie's not gonna get better <laughs> Meanwhile, Gabriel tells uh, Jerry, who is his thrall, uh, take me to Arizona, where he, <laughs> he has seen that the other angel's going to be. That, yeah, that's where Simon and the little girl have been, by the yeah. way, this whole time. So Jerry drives him to Arizona. They pass by the graveyard where <laughs> Colonel Hawthorne is buried. He makes Jerry dig up the grave and they open it and Gabriel realizes that the soul is no longer in Colonel Hawthorne. Luckily, he sniffs around and they get a beat on the next place to look. We get a monologue here. I forget who, <laughs> I forget what prompts it, but basically Gabriel is not enthused about whatever this prophecy is supposed to mean because it sounds like maybe human a human will have power in heaven or or something like that and Gabriel definitely doesn't like humans at all he calls them monkeys calls them monkeys doesn't want any of them in heaven um just just hates the thought of it 
Wow, I think I missed this whole aspect of it. I actually was wondering where the prophecy was, because I didn't recall the prophecy. <laughs> Gabriel finds Simon very quickly and tries to get Simon to tell him who we put the soul into. Uh, Simon is not biting. And straight up until this point, I very much thought that Simon was supposed to be the villain. Um, but then they go through a whole thing and... Simon's like, no, you know, your war against the heavens will never succeed, Gabriel. So I guess he's trying to, like, protect heaven or something. Mm. It's a weird choice, but so. Yeah. Gabriel just fucking torches Simon. Doesn't get any information from him, though. Uh, the teacher gets to school the next day, finds the body. The police are there already. So she goes to check on Mary, who she knows has had contact with this super creepy dude. <laughs> uh, she finds... A lot of pictures of weird stick figures and like death, like death stick figure pictures in, in her place that she's drawn. And Mary hasn't been feeling well since this has happened. Yes. Um, so she's seen some doctors. They haven't really been able to help. So she's they've called in some kind of Native American healers to try some. Uh, uh, they've tried some medicine that hasn't been working. They kind of decide they're going to do a bigger ritual somewhere. Uh, meanwhile. Tom is in town, having also followed the same leads that Gabriel's fallen. Tom, they call him Tom a lot. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. Or Casey Jones. <laughs> or Casey Jones. <laughs> uh, Tom has also found the dug-up grave, and the the person has filled it in, and the, the grave diggers filled it in. It was like, hey. He kind of gives him the lowdown on like, oh, yeah, somebody just dug this up. It's real weird. <laughs> Uh, also, there's another body. I'm probably going to have to dig a grave for that, too. This dude's having a bad day. <laughs> uh, so Tom visits the school, uh, meets the teacher, asks if the teacher knew um, Colonel Hawthorne. She said, yeah. I mean, this is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. We all went to the funeral. He asks, like, oh, is there any dark secrets I should know about? <laughs> She's like, no, it's a small town. There are no secrets. Which, as soon as she said it, we were like, all right, well, well, that's horseshit. That's all <laughs> small towns are. And then we very quickly find out, like, yeah, it's absolute horseshit. This colonel's a horror monster. Yeah, this is a mining town. Um, I think what we're, we get from, is it the next scene that Thomas looks at all this, like, old evidence? Yeah. Which I don't know why. They, they have, like, very clear evidence of things that the colonel has done, but I guess he just got away with it, which it's not super unrealistic. <laughs> but it it's a mining town. I think he used a lot of uh, Chinese immigrants to, like, I guess do the mining or uh, the railroads, something like that, and he killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he was a suspected um, cannibal. Mm-hmm. In, <laughs> in the evidence... There are just a bunch of human skin masks. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know where the suspected part of this comes in. I know. <laughs> I, I, he just, he's clearly a murderer. And they have all this like video footage of like trenches full of bodies of like his workers that he killed, yeah. I guess. It's I something know. that you would find in like a documentary about someone who was obviously like a serial killer. Not like someone who was buried as a war hero that everyone in town is like, oh, no, he's cool. He's cool. No secrets here. Yeah, how here. did they not <laughs> even know about any of this, a small town? I feel like a, this reputation would have stuck with him, with, with evidence this hard. It would have been more interesting if Thomas had to dig a little to find out 
uh, like an actual secret. Oh, that would have been a way more interesting it movie. He's, if he there's like the war hero is living in this town and he's like, how is this the most evil soul on the planet? This has to be a mistake and has to actually investigate and dig up like this long dead secret. That would have been really interesting. You wrote a better movie. I did. But that's not what happened. <laughs> no. Or even if he was like a, some secret serial killer. Because, you know, you get that sometimes of in course. small towns. We're like, yeah. oh, we never suspected it was him. But like the video footage is just like trenches of dead bodies. Like, yeah. This was not something that was done in secret. Or... And it was like, I think the cops had it. Something. I don't know how Thomas got it. We were really fuzzy on that. But it was clearly like in a box that said evidence in a stamp, which was hilarious. <laughs> but it wasn't like he had to dig up this old footage. Like he found it easily. I have no idea. It was so stupid. It was real weird. Tom goes to church for some reason. <laughs> uh, Gabriel meets him there. and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> uh, meets him there. They kind of have a confrontation. Gabriel says just the most buck wild shit I've ever heard. They're, they're like in the middle of an argument and Gabriel was like, you know how you got that cleft on your upper lip? And for the record, the cleft he's talking about is like, he doesn't have like a, a cleft lip. Like he's, he's talking about the cleft that like... Literally every human yeah. has. Yeah. He's like, you want to know how you got that cleft on your upper lip? When you were in the womb, I told you a secret and then I put my finger on your upper lip and said, shh. And then he just kind of fucking walks out. I know. It was the writer like had I feel like he thought of that aspect of the movie before he wrote the movie. And he's like, I got to fucking get this in there because as a writer, that fucking happens sometimes. But he didn't do a good job. Also, it wasn't a good idea to begin with. Wasn't a good idea to begin with. Wasn't a good implementation of the idea. No. Also, what secret did he tell him? They never. Yeah. They don't know. They're not connected at all to each other. This whole scene just could have been cut real easy. Yeah. Well, 90% of the movie. 90%. (laughs) Now Gabriel goes to the school and he's he's just kind of hanging out again alone with all the kids again more kids just sitting on his lap he's feeding them candy (laughs) and he's kind of finding excuses to look into all of their mouths we assume to try and see if the soul is in any of their mouths but it's also kind of established that like this dude can smell the corpse of a very specific person from like the highway and his nose will point him in the right direction how does he need to look physically into the mouths of these kids in order to find yeah. the soul he's looking for? Like, he knows his soul's in this town. This town has maybe, like, a hundred people total. Yeah. I, it's weird. And then the teacher shows up, and she must also just be having the worst time. Like, who are these <laughs> fucking creepers who keep putting my children on their goddamn laps? <laughs> she's like, hey, you, get the fuck out. Yeah, she's a little harsher to him than Simon, but yeah. Uh, Tom visits Mary. He's trying to get a bit more information. Um, The teacher meets them there, and Mary starts talking about um, what essentially kind of seems like a a war that the colonel was in, um, talking in... Oh, I didn't think it was about the war. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess it must have been. What war was he in? Do we know? Uh, We don't know specifically. We, we We have the name of, like, a battle... Um, but... Okay, yeah, because he talks about, like, killing Chinese people. was it? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was him killing, like, uh, the men who worked for him, like, the immigrants he'd hired that we saw a lot of. I probably misread it. I don't know. It could have been the war. You're right. Um, it could have been either, really, (laughs) with how this was written. (laughs) 
Um, Could have been brunch. (laughs) So she's talking real dark, scary stuff. And the teacher's like, oh, my God, she's never talked like this before. I'm so embarrassed. She doesn't actually say she's so embarrassed. It's pretty clear that something weird is going on here. And then Thomas is like, do you teach this in your class? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking New Yorkers. (laughs) So (laughs) randomly, um, she does mention something. Um, I, yeah, because I think she mentioned the name of a battle, and mm-hmm. then Tom is like, "What is that?" And the teacher's like, "Oh, that's you know, Colonel Colonel Hawthorne was in that." Oh, okay. Um, and at this point, that that convinces Tom that this is the work of an angel. I have no idea how he got from point A to point B, but but that. That convinces okay. him. So I will say, I think he had already suspected some kind of angel activity with the old Bible and whatnot. And a man that religious, I could see that leap happening. You know, when people are like that religious, they'll be like, oh, this is the devil or this is the an angel. God, you think when someone loses their faith, like they go the other direction <laughs> where they don't but see angels everywhere. Did he really lose his faith? Apparently not. <laughs> so he suspects it's an angel. The teacher is like wait a minute, that guy at the school, I saw his car parked near a cave nearby, I guess. The mine, I think. The mine. So they go to the mine and they go in, they find a bunch of angelic script on the walls and then a lantern flares to life and they see a vision of a bunch of dead angel bodies impaled on spikes. Mm -hmm. And they get spooked and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're like, oh no, Mary. So they run back to Mary's um, kind of trailer. Gabriel is there with Jerry, and Tom shoots <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Uh, so Tom shoots Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, dude!" <laughs> and then he dies. And he dies. Uh, they also shoot Gabriel a few times. He shrugs that off. He doesn't really care. He also has a real long monologue here. This is. Uh, such a poorly choreographed scene it really is so they shoot yeah they shoot gabriel he doesn't care he's kind of leaving the trailer yeah at some point like thomas gets thrown out the window the teacher grabs mary and runs it's already convoluted yeah and it's the worst fight scenes just the worst yeah so the teacher is now shooting bullets at Gabriel, who shrugged him off the first time, doesn't care much this time, but then she hits. I, th- I, I, think, guess... she, I think she was intentionally hitting the trailer, I thought. Oh, it doesn't she, matter. She went like so many different directions. I assumed if she was like. Oh, I she, feel like she, she does was... hit like a gas thing, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I feel like she was aiming for a propane tank, which she likely knew was there because that's what trailers, you know, rely on. So I felt like she was intentionally trying to hit that, but she did hit the trailer a few times first because she was trying to hit a small propane tank, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Either way, she's God, shooting around like she him. she just fucking fired, like, a eyes closed, like, <laughs> soup, soup. Uh, so she hit the propane tank. It blows up. The trailer blows up. Uh, Tom gets blown to the ground, but he's fine. Gabriel gets blown to the ground. He doesn't look like he's fine. He took this way worse than Tom did, I guess. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that angel died. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Tom's like, I don't think he's dead. The police have come. And he's like, you need to handcuff him because he's still alive. And they're like, bro, he's dead. 
He's like, no, handcuff him. So like, all right. So they handcuff him and put him in the back of their police car, who, again, at this point, they thought he was dead. Uh, So they do that anyway. And then as Gabriel's driving away, he gives Tom a little wink. And then well, Mar- he's, he's not driving away. The cop's driving. Yeah, the cop's are driving away. <laughs> and then Mary's like, no, angels are immortal here. You have to rip their heart out. Otherwise, they won't die. It's like, shit. All right, let's go after that car. They don't get it in time. By the time they find it, the car's flipped over. Both the cops are dead, and Gabriel's gone. I thought they were just trying to flee. I have no idea. Again, like, everything in this is, like, I don't like when movies have to over, like, overly spell things out for you or treat the audience like they're dumb. But in this case, it's, like, the exact opposite, where they just... I feel like they didn't even know. Yeah, they were just winging it. Yeah. Uh, if your action matches up in some sort of, like, linear pattern that leads from point A to point B, cool. You don't have to explain anything. The action does it for you. That was j- never the case <laughs> in any of this. <laughs> After they pass the car, they bring Mary to that ritual we talked about before. Meanwhile, since Gabriel's old thrall is dead, he goes to a hospital and he picks a new one, gets someone who is just died and at the ritual we finally finally after like i don't know how long we finally see vigo mortensen <laughs> he shows up he's playing satan he stole the show as lucifer yes in my opinion he wants to talk to the teacher the teacher doesn't want to listen to him so he says i can lay you out and fill your mouth with your mother's feces or we can talk what I get he's the devil, but... What a wild thing to jump to. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, I guess it works. She talks to him after that. (laughs) So we get a huge fucking download here where Lucifer explains the entire plot of the movie, which it's about time that somebody did. So now we (laughs) finally understand what the hell is going on. Uh, He lets us know the whole war between the angels, between Gabriel and the rest of the angels... As long as that war is going on, no humans can enter heaven. So basically, when people die, they're just fucking dead until this whole war thing is settled up. People can still go to hell. Uh, He's still getting plenty of business down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no one can go to heaven. But he also lets us know that Gabriel wants to win the war by using the soul of the, you know, the darkest soul imaginable, the darkest soul around That'll give him the power he needs to win the war. And since he hates humans so much, he's not going to create a heaven where they can go to and kind of be rewarded. He's basically going to create a second hell where he's just going to admit humans and then just fucking torture them some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Lucifer is like, nah, bro, that's my thing. <laughs> that's one hell too many. You s- stay in your lane. Uh, so he doesn't want Gabriel to win this war. So he's willing to help stop that from happening i actually didn't catch that whole humans couldn't go to heaven thing but why though why can they go to hell but they can't go to heaven is it is the war taking place in heaven yeah did they have okay they had to close the gates while the war is happening gates i think god would be a little bit you know well god's not talking to gabriel so we don't know what's up i mean would you (laughs) there's other angels there's other archangels even (laughs) Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Lucifer also tells Tom, hey, when you encounter Gabriel again, test his faith. 
he doesn't speak to God anymore, and that's why he hates humans so much. If he <laughs> if you test his faith, he'll lose power, use it as a weapon what? against him. Um, so Tom does this. Uh, he has an altercation with Gabriel, and he just uses all that against him, like, oh, you can't hear the word of God. I have a soul. I have faith. Um, it, it literally doesn't do anything. Gabriel's like, all right, well, I'm a little upset now, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go take that soul. So cool, <laughs> cool, Bye. cool. Ultimately, Lucifer needs to come and <laughs> fight Gabriel and rip his heart out. So it was bad advice. Didn't help Tom at all. Lucifer, if you were just going to do it yourself anyway, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand the point of this. It seems like Lucifer, like Gabriel was no match for Lucifer is what it kind of felt like. He just kind of waltzes in. Uh, there's a ceremony happening to help Mary at the same time the soul leaves Mary's body and Lucifer rips out Gabriel's heart. Yeah, and then somewhere from the heavens a, a holy light destroys the darkest soul. That's all it took. Why couldn't they do it before? I don't know why the light wouldn't just destroy the- so many questions. Anyway, Whatever. the yeah, uh then Satan sticks around for a little bit just to try and convince Tom and, and the teacher to come to hell with him. And he's like, I didn't get this. No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I have a soul. I have faith. You have nothing. Tom just trash talks Lucifer. The guy who into... saved all of them. And then the movie fucking ends finally. <laughs> so how'd you feel about the prophecy? <laughs> oh my God. So I never knew at any point what was happening. I just, I was... I, um, at no point was it good. Mm-hmm. At no point did it make sense to me. And then, and then it was over. Yeah. And, and I feel like when I say it like that, it makes it seem like it was a quick process, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was the longest process the whole time. Another problem was it, it just, there were very few points that it was so bad it was good because I couldn't get down with that. It was just like, um, three edgy for me. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, it really didn't make any sense. I didn't care about any of the characters. I cared the most about Lucifer, to be honest, at the end, and Mary, the little girl. I did care that she didn't die because she was a very innocent little girl in all of this, obviously. But Thomas, I felt absolutely nothing for, and he's supposed to be the main character. I don't understand why he had that massive thing at the beginning when he was, you know, having his priest ceremony. Why did he have those weird visions? Does this happen to all priests? If you're a priest, can you at me on Twitter and tell me if this happened to you? Because it sounded like it seemed like he had very painful visions. No one around him was concerned. And then then he just left. And it never came back. I don't understand. Yeah, literally my only connection to Tom in this movie was the fact that he was played by Casey Jones. Yeah. If it was anyone else. <laughs> you would have cared even less. I would have cared even less somehow. I would have found a way. Yeah, this was really disappointing. I'm kind of hoping... Okay, so there's five, we said, five of these movies. Um, the first three actually have Christopher Walken, and then there were two that re- were released years and years later in the same year. Uh, and we're going to see the last one or the second to last one. I think it's the last one. It has the lowest rated. And I'm kind of thrilled for that because I'm hoping a little bit that that's so bad it's good. It has to be. It's got to be very different. I can't imagine it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine something that's, like, worse. And nothing's coming to my mind, so. It could be, like, more boring, I guess. Because that was a big problem with this one. It was honestly just very boring. It, uh, yeah, and that's, 
that's such a bummer. But the the lowest rated one was in 2007, so I think we'll get a very different vibe of the cheesiness. 95 was a little different hmm. in their cheesy movies. I'm hoping this one will be a little better. Here's hoping. Yeah. <sighs> so what would you rate the prophecy? I mean, I'll give it I'll give it one Vito Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Vigo Mortensen. Uh <laughs> I'll give it one Christopher Walken. I will... God, I'm, I'm going to have to subtract the equivalent of five Christopher Walkens, too. <laughs> Just for what they what they made my man do on screen. Mm. He had to be in this movie. You probably took years off his life, and he's a treasure. I don't know. He was in three of them. Clearly, he was into it. Maybe it was a tough time in his life. He just needed needed those prophecy paychecks. <laughs> uh, and then I would uh, subtract just so many weird predatory angels mm. and add a weird cave hallucination. Mm-hmm. That's fun. How about you? I would also give it one Vigo Mortensen as Lucifer. And I would subtract... 10,000 points. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to rate it. So who wins the house cup? No one. No one won. <laughs> this was a real disappointment. Filch wins the house cup again. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, it was like a, a brick wall on the third floor <laughs> won the house cup. But that's it. That's the prophecy. I don't recommend it. Yeah. You can give it a pass. Yeah. That's our rating. One pass. One pass. (laughs) Do do not collect $200. All right. Well, that'll do it for this one. And uh, join us next time. For the prophecy something. I forget what it's called. I forget all the subtitles. For for the prophecy 5T and a half, the two, two prophecy, two furious. It's unfortunately not called that. All right, join us next time when we talk about The Prophecy Forsaken. It's an hour and 15 minutes. Good, 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 good. <laughs> That's what I like to see. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. It's like the length of like, like a holiday special on TV. <laughs> I hope I learned something. <laughs> now for a very special episode. Well, until next time. Watch the best. And save the rest for us. <laughs> Yo, that's disgusting. I'm not putting that in there. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs>